this is Anna. Welcome to Reader Pod Podcast. I just wanted to quickly say that this is another one of those episodes and I'm super embarrassed about the length of time that it took for me to release it. In the time that it took for me to get my podcast dreams in order, Maylin Earl has released another book. Magpie Bend might be just my favourite one so far, although I'm absolutely sure that I felt the same way about Bottle Brush Creek and before that Wildflower Ridge. So without any further ado and with much shame and embarrassment, Here's my conversation with May Lynn. Oh, it's so nice to be speaking to you. Yes, you too. I feel like, you know, I've known you forever, really. It's well, like, yes, it's I funny, isn't you it? You such a good job with social media that I feel like I know your whole family. <laughs> it's funny, they're probably going to hate me, you know, when they're teenagers, all the different photos. <laughs> In the meantime, all that fodder. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't know how retired writers that live in apartments do it. Because <laughs> what have they got to post about? Nothing. <laughs> so all-encompassing. I feel like I do know you. The gardening is just perfect. I can't wait to have a lawn. Oh, we look, because you, you live in a unit, yeah. Yeah, but so I get to live vicariously through your garden. It feels like the dahlias, <laughs> the tranquils, the, the daffodils, everything. Oh, so nice. And the sheep. Yeah. I really love the sheep. <laughs> oh, they're just so beautiful. We were giving them a good pat this morning and, oh, they're so lovable and so soft. Like, they're just, they're beautiful. <laughs> Liz, you are so gorgeous. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. So Bottle Brush Creek, loved it. Absolutely loved it. We get to find out all about renovating and it's lovely to start with the start of the relationship before children and then go through and see that stage. Loved getting to know Angie and Rob. Loved Claudia. She was a real honey. Please tell us about the storyline of Bottle Brush. Thank you so much, Anna. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, um, thank you very much. <laughs> No, look, I was really looking forward to coming your way um, to Sydney and chatting about Bottle Brush Creek in person. But oh, I guess... see me on that day. I was crying with the things that could have been. <laughs> I know. I was very much looking forward to it. So this is our next best thing. Yeah, um, thank you very much. So Bottle Brush Creek is a rural romance. It came out in June with Alan and Unwin. Um, and it's a follow-on from my first book, Wildflower Ridge, which came out uh, last winter. But people don't have to have read Wildflower Ridge to enjoy Brush Creek. There's definitely linking passages and there's a little spoiler about one of the events, one or two of the events that happened in the first book. But I've had lots of people that have read Brush Creek, loved it, and then gone on to the first book. So there's nothing to lose by picking up Brush Creek first if you haven't read either of them. Um, and you'll meet Angie McIntyre. Now, Lovely. she is... yeah. And she's a really fun, she was so much fun to write because she's this really bubbly character. You know, she loves her baking like me. Mm -hmm. She's a country girl. She's keen to have a crack at, you know, just about anything. And oh, so she, she's got that enthusiasm, which, you know, you and I both share, Anna, which I think is a really lovely... <laughs> <laughs> a lovely trait and so she's working on trying to do the best raising her little daughter Claudia and thinks that perhaps this little renovation project for the cottage that they find that they want to fix up might be just the perfect thing to bring their little family together so 
it's been a lot of fun because I quite enjoy the book tour aspect of, um, mm. of being an author as well because you get to talk, you know, about the characters that you've created completely off the top of your own head and, you know, have a good old chat about books. So I'm, I'm really lucky that I've had the opportunity to do a few um, different Zoom events this year mm. online um, as well as being invited onto uh, podcasts like this one. So it's, uh, it's really always nice to talk about books. That's, you do it very well. It must be bizarre though, having these people in your head and then all of a sudden people know about them it is it's really rewarding though it's um it's fantastic because they do they live and breathe in my mind and i can close my eyes and i can think okay well if angie was in the kitchen she's baking well here's what she'd have happening she'd have on a polka dotted apron she'd have you know flour on her across her chest she'd have you know the pencil tucked behind her ear from when she was writing down all little things like that that kind of are so easy just to see as soon as i close my eyes so that my characters don't talk to me as such i know that some people say that they'll be like they've got voices inside their head it's not like that it's not creepy (laughs) (laughs) but you definitely it's a movie playing inside your head then that's right yes i can quite easily imagine where they are what they're doing and um you know they're just like part of the family now Got a lovely way of seeing it. That's so nice. This one centres around a renovation, which I understand, and looking at your beautiful home behind you. You've also done, which I'm also very familiar with because of your social media. This is just lovely. I can't imagine doing all that from scratch. I think you even, you were doing, making the bricks yourselves as well, weren't you? We certainly did. Look, we love having a go. (laughs) It's something that's just in our nature that, um, you know, if you want something done right, you try and do it yourself. And Mm -hmm. Sometimes that is a little bit hard to um, take your own advice. And I thought, well, I wouldn't be that cruel to Angie and Rob in my story. I wouldn't make them make their own bricks because that's just, you know, that's a little bit over and above. And I didn't have years to write the story or else everyone would be really old by the time I got to tell the fourth sister story. <laughs> so I thought I'd give them a break. I'd give them a little cottage that's a weatherboard. It's set in southwest Victoria. Um, and we've got a friend who actually picked up a cottage and relocated it to her block, not too many doors down from us. So, you know, there's that push-pull of do you just knock it down and start from scratch and the walls are square and you don't have to re-straighten things and go to that type of effort. Or do you try and just resurrect the house to, you know, its former glory? And, Mm -hmm. you know, they decide that they'll go with that um, latter option. And, of course, there's just headaches left, right and centre that, yeah, I think probably it would have been easier for the couple in my book to, you know, send uh, the bricklayer around and, and get a whole new house from scratch. But that wouldn't be half as much fun to write. Oh, absolutely not. And it wouldn't have been half as much fun to, to be reading either. I think it was a real escape to the country renovation feel to it. I loved it. And it means that you just you can picture so clearly because you've seen so many of those dilapidated buildings and you I think it must be innate in everybody, but you just you see it's got the beautiful bones. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to fix it rather than wouldn't it be nice to break it down and start over again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the things that it wasn't until I was speaking to a lady from Tasmania she's from Hobart and she works for the Tasmanian Times newspaper and she was interviewing me for an article a couple of weeks ago and she said well I really like those parallels of you know Angie's fixing up a property but she's also trying to fix up herself I hadn't thought about it 
like that way. So that was really neat to go, oh, yes. Yes, so there were those parallels, you know, the loneliness and that isolation of the property away from her family who she's so close to, mm -hmm. um, but the proximity to Rob's family next door, as well as that whole fix-up element, both personally and for the, for the project they're working on. It's, it's kind of fun to see that other people can draw these things out of your work that you hadn't realised that you were putting in there. But as it turned out, that's exactly what you were doing. Fantastic. Isn't it funny that it takes a reader to finish the book off like that? It's not yeah, funny. absolutely. Um, so how have you found the reception of Bottle Brush? Has it been very well received? It must be so difficult to be doing anything, I think, like this in COVID, although you've done the, the virtual very well. Oh, thank you, Anna. Well, I was, I was quite nervous as to how the book would fare because, you know, you do put a lot of effort into writing a book and it's a good 12 months of getting that first draft down and, and then you work on it for another 12 months, just kind of refining it and going through the edits with, you know, about uh, four different people from the publishing house or more actually would have a look at it and have their input um, into how to polish it to make it the best manuscript it can be. So there's a fair bit of work that goes into it. And of course, I was just a bit nervous that, um, well, what if everything closes and no one's buying books? But of course, it's been one of those things that people are looking for books, people that haven't picked up a book in, um, you know, a long time are going, well, you know what, I'm sick to death of Netflix and I yeah. can't bear just to look at, you know, my phone all day and look at the news and it's, you know, dragging me down. So a lot of people have just gone, right, I'm going to pick up a paperback and mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, you would find the feedback from your different beautiful customers at Anna's shop that now more than ever it's a, it's a really good time to yes, pick up a book. So. absolutely and I wasn't expecting it at all because at the start of my COVID experience I just couldn't stand the thought of no commitment to read a book I only wanted like short sharp Netflix shows but then I think as soon as you you just want to escape into a whole other world I think that's what it is and there's no better no better way than one of your fantastic books Rural Romance was just such a lovely escape Oh, thank you, Anna. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. And it's been just beautiful, the different messages from people. Because as an author, you do, you get scared. Wildflower Ridge was, did really well. It you know, made a few bestseller lists that made that better reading. Mm -hmm. Top 100 lists. And of course, I it's know, wonderful. Congratulations. That's such an yeah. Thank yeah. you. As a debut yeah. author, yeah. I was beside myself. There was lots of happy dancing. There was champagne involved. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but of course, then, then there's a fear that, well, what if people pick up Bottle Brush Creek and say, oh, you know what? I just, that, that first book was a fluke. I don't like Angie. I don't like her story. It's not exactly the same. And I did, I worried a lot um, just in those few months before you get your first review. And I remember calling up one of my editors and saying, oh, I'm just really nervous about the whole book. What if it's a disaster? Oh, I just, I'm not sure if I, I can't feel it anymore. And she said, are you serious, Maya? I, it's, it's fine. It's fine. People will love it. It's great. I'm like, nope, I've read it so many times that the mystery was lost, the, the different bits of the story that I thought were quirky at the time just seemed plain annoying by the time I'd read it 10 million times. <laughs> and, and thankfully, but no, I was absolutely <laughs> magic is there. <laughs> I was proven wrong. So that's always a very nice feeling. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> no, absolutely. Magic's there. The quirkiness was there. I loved the, the polka dot aprons at the start and the 
the mess, the flowers, also the fact that she wasn't just a picture perfect. Um, my sister was a beautician, now she's a primary school teacher, but she wasn't ever that silly quintessential beautician. And I loved that Angie wasn't either. She was just a business person who was doing a job. It was great. It was so good. Yeah, I, I do like to try and, um, you know, make sure that I'm not making a cliche of anyone yeah. and try to make sure that I've got real people, like people that I know, not just people that, you know, might be on a TV show, like the beautician that maybe waxes my eyebrows once every six months, mm-hmm. you know, those type of people. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So what else is next? Do we find out more about the McIntyre sisters? We certainly do. I've got um, Lara's book is drafted and it's with my publisher at the moment. So now I get to wait for her to come back to me and say, yep, Maya, bang on, let's go, let's start working on it. Or... Um, and then that'll be, a, you know, the next six months of process trying to get that structural edit done, try and make sure all the conflicts are working and the characters are, you know, have got the same name at the start of the story as the end of the story because those type of things. Oh, I loved your post today on the names. I'm always so interested in the names that are in books. Well, it's <laughs> fun because the characters are so, um, you know, wily the way that sometimes you start them out as one name and they just def- they don't suit that name by the time they're halfway through the book or you're sick to death of it you think oh god you are definitely not such and such name so they have to change but of course it makes problems down the other end and you get to the end of the book and you think well I've got no idea what that minor character's father is so I'll just write Toby's father XXX and I know that if I did a search of my whole document anything that's got an XXX next to it means I have no idea whether that's correct or not Fantastic, I love it. But it's true. Even um, Scarlet from Gone the Wind, she started off as pansy, crazy. crazy. Really? Yes, so didn't. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Names are so important. You're in lockdown again at the moment? Yes, here in Ridgeville, Victoria, we are. So we have to wear a mask everywhere we go. And we're allowed out for shopping, for exercise, for work. Um, and I'm not sure, I think there's another one, but do you know, because we live on a rural property and we've got 8.8 acres and we've got the beach at our doorstep and I've just discovered the joys of online shopping and, and I've been online shopping for a while now, but never before have I had groceries delivered to my doorstep because it's a rural property um, and our supermarket's about a 20 minute drive away. But turns out once a week, they come out our direction and I haven't been happier than the day that I see this chat with a big box of fruit and veggies for $5 delivering to my doorstep. I don't know if I'll ever go to the supermarket again. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> it's wonderful. And we've got the chickens that lay the eggs and we've got a freezer full of homegrown meat. Um, my husband's a gun on the bread. So look, we're doing okay here. Fantastic website that I was perusing today. As oh, well. thank you, Anna. <laughs> so if people want to get in touch, and I do love getting the messages from readers, there's nothing that warms the cockles of an author's heart more than hearing from someone that they liked the book, or even if you found a typo in the book, just still let me know, because then when we print the smaller B format version, we can fix that. So <laughs> I love hearing from people, whether it's good news or bad, um, and they can find me at mayalanel.com. Um, and I do, I love photos. So as, um, as we were talking about before, Anna, I'm a complete open book. I have no secrets and I take photos of everything that uh, makes you smile uh, and put it on my Instagram and my Facebook. So people can find me there at maya.linnell.writes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got an author page and an author profile, but people will find more regular updates on the actual page 
because yeah. I can do, yes, I can share my yeah. Instagram. Yeah, you definitely do. Exactly. We're always updating. It's fantastic. It's so good. You really do get to know your whole life and your whole family. It's just lovely. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, it's a lot of fun to share because, you know, we've got the lambs in the paddock and, um, you know, previously we've had pigs and we've had cows. So there's lots of nice things to be able oh, to Your page is exactly yeah. how I live vicariously. It's such a different life from mine and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! By having a nice photo from down the street when people are in London apartments, oh, um, then it should count for something. Absolutely, so true, so true. Oh, that's fantastic! Thank you so much. Thank you. No worries. You take care, Anna. Really good chatting with you. Oh, so nice chatting with you. Thank you. Okay, so thanks for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. See you next time on Reader Pod Podcast. <laughs>